Oh, it's beginning to look a lot like Cappy. Everywhere you go. It's not Christmas. It's probably the opposite of Christmas. But I think... No, June would be the opposite of December. I'm in Las Vegas, boys and girls. And it's the Clary Podcast. This isn't going to be the road trip podcast where I normally do a podcast while I'm hiking or road tripping because Cappy had to do a lot of work at the Southern Command to make sure it is winter ready for the winter when he bivouacs there in winter. And not too hot, about 85 degrees. I was hoping the wind would kick in a little bit more, but bright, not a cloud in the sky. And uh, not going to not gonna get overheated here because I'm banking on the fact that as I go up higher and higher, it's going to get windier and windier. And it is. And it's going to get cooler and cooler because that's the law of physics. It's also been my experience with Black Mountain. Half of them look that up. Um, <coughs> that once you get, it's one of the, it's a peak. Got a 360 view. You could see Searchlight. You could see Boulder City. You could see Lake Mead. You could see Vegas. You could see Mount Potosi. So the wind, just no matter which way it's coming, it's there. So it's going to cool off the higher up I get. But the first couple hundred feet, a little warm. A little warm. And something that I like doing, Atham, if you look this up, if you look to Sloan Canyon, everybody pull up the Google, type in Sloan Canyon, Las Vegas, then type in Black Mountain, Las Vegas. You'll see as I go up that mountain, I get a perfect view of Sloan Canyon or Valley. And they're putting up some houses out there. So it's all dirt, all kicked up. And a ton of dust devils are forming. You can see them way off in the distance. That's how hot it is. It's hot enough for dust devils to form. Did a motorcycle ride uh, out to Pahrump. <coughs> no, I did not go to the Bunny Ranch. No, I don't even know where the Bunny Ranches are. Or at least I did. Because this is probably my seventh or eighth time in Pahrump. And I was kind of keeping an eye out, but I was also keeping an eye out for dust devils too. A big one formed. Really intense, powerful, like a white column of dust just shot right up as it went over the road. And then went off into the brush and it disappeared. I was like, oh dang. I wish I would have stuck around longer. But I did look them up on the internet. And Athlon looked this up. I had no idea. They are way out in the middle of nowhere. They're almost to the California border. And uh, just driving on the main drag, uh, 60 or 160, I didn't even think there was anything out there. Because the next... So you're in Pahrump, and there's mountains to the south, more or less. And on the other side of those mountains is the border between Nevada and California, a town called Shoshone, California where they charge you $4 a gallon for gas. And that's the beginning of Death Valley. And I thought, there's nothing. There's nothing towards those mountains. Oh, sure enough, there's a bunch of roads. <clears throat> and there's there's two bunny ranches out there. I was like, oh, interesting. No, I'm not going to go to the bunny ranch. 
Yes, you could go to the bunny ranch. I am for bunny ranches. I am for adults doing what they please as long as they hurt no one else. But that's why I couldn't find the bunny ranches ever. Because they are way... I mean, I guess they're in the township of Pahrump. But the township of Pahrump, even though there's only like maybe 4,000 people that live there, it's the size of Manhattan. It's huge. It goes all the way to the California border. And so now, old Cappy is getting the hike in. Old Cappy. Oh, it's wonderful. It's just like having a ship. Ship shape. I know what the meaning of the word ship shape is because of my old house. And it was old, but it was in ship shape. I knew it. I got to know it. All of its eccentricities, what was likely to go. Had that thing all in ship shape. And now I got my buddy's Southern Command all in ship shape. And in exchange for that, free lodging for the next several years during winter. Although he'll always let me stay there. Because he needs me. <laughs> you worked on houses, right? Yeah, I've owned two. Uh, I got a deal for you. Okay. Let me guess. Free lodging for two months during the depths of winter when it's minus 10 in Minnesota and it's 75 for highs and perfect 42 degree sleeping weather for lows? <clears throat> uh, hell yes. I'll keep an eye on your place. Sure. And now it's a fully operational Death Star. And you need to witness the awesome firepower of it. I have everything I need at the Southern Command. Set of clothes, motorcycle, Southern Command car. I'm like fucking Batman. I got like a whole other Batcave. Get the Batcopter. Get the Batmobile. Launch number two. So, like, if I ever need to go somewhere in a pinch, I have a fully operational Southern Command Death Star. Now with internet. He actually sprung for internet. We got internet. So I don't have to go to the cigar lounge or the coffee store five times a day to upload my videos. And so... I can tell you guys this. I had to fix a pool. There's a pool at the Southern Command Cabin. Yep. There's a pool. And it's nice. It's nice. And I deserve nice. I sacrifice. I did everything. Did I lose the trail? No, there's the trail. I deserve this. I am entitled to it. And not just because my mother didn't abort me. And then I became a spoiled little millennial. Quanta. Ha, ha. You know... I've earned it by supporting myself and not asking for handouts. It's kind of a funny thing of entitlement, how the, the mathematical reality, the, I had to even say the laws of physics, where leftists in general think just because you're alive, you're sentient, some god in the sky, and no my Christians, but some god in the sky not only is going to guarantee them human rights, but will guarantee that they're taken care of. And the universe don't work like that. If you look at the animal kingdom, of which we were very much a part of no more than 10,000 years ago, uh, you had to work. The cal And this gets to the physics. The caloric 
expenditure it takes just to keep your body alive. I'm a buck fifty. I got my Fitbit thing. And just to, like, if I don't do nothing, like, I just lie around, do nothing, my body, through running all the systems, uh, the cardiovascular system, breathing, uh, my eyes, your eyes take up an inordinate amount of energy, brain functions, adrenal system, muscular skeletal, uh, that takes up 25, 2600 calories a day, doing nothing, nothing. And people knew about nothing because if they didn't catch the antelope and they didn't farm or the crop didn't come in, they didn't have the calories of energy to live. Or they tightened their belts in a literal sense. But now, thanks to all oh, you, you quaint parasites starting with Marx, I'm such an intellectual. I'm going to live off of Ingalls' dad and tell the world why it owes me a living with the Industrial Revolution, technology. You all, not all, but a high percentage of people just think, because I think, therefore I'm entitled. You know? And they, the flaw, the lack, lack of logic I never get is you must have enough intelligence to realize that somebody has to make the food, right? Somebody has to sacrifice their labor to get the oil out of the ground, refine it, put it in a tractor on the farm, plant the seeds, plow, fertilize, etc. You know that, right? The food just don't show up. But man, you look at Ocasio-Cortez, who's a college graduate, she don't know that. And all these people, like, Literally, you know, hey, if everybody did what you did, there'd be no food. But I guess, maybe humans are that dumb. Oh, there's a dust devil. Look at that one. That's a big one. That's in the development. I guess, because humans keep trying with socialism, they keep on trying. They, they think... There's a way around it, or they maybe just don't think. Maybe they're not smart enough. Maybe we're going to keep trying this when we have the secret. Hard work, self-reliance, independence, freedom, which includes the right to do whatever the hell you want, as long as you don't hurt anybody else, and the responsibility that comes with the consequences of your choices made as a free man or woman, but I'm going to be sexist and include both in the universal gender of free men. <clears throat> oh no, nope, I'm going to panhandle and protest. I'm going to beg and file for government grants. And I'm going to sit on my duff in academia <clears throat> for years on end. You know what? I'm going to grab this. I'm grabbing this. This is beautiful. That is cool. Someone painted the rocks. You guys notice the rock paintings? People are playing. I don't know who's doing, but some of these rocks are really cool. And I'm going to steal this one. Maybe that's what I'll do. As a punch back to all the idiots. We're in this together. Stay strong. We're in this together. 
I'm just going to steal their nice painted rocks. And then I'll have a rock collection. And people will say, well, I'm about to die. Look, he collected all... Remember when everyone lost their collective fucking minds? And to save 10,000 boomers, we tanked the economy into a crippling Great Recession. No, Great Depression. And, yeah, well, well you saved those 10,000 boomers. Yeah. I mean, ignore the fact that 60,000 people killed themselves by suicide or stress or heart attack. But we saved those boomers. And by God, they went on to live another 18 months. <laughs> and then they'll say, remember those times? Great Uncle Cappy, he's got a bunch of rock. People were so bored they were painting rocks. Which I can't really fault because it's kind of neat. It's kind of cool. I, uh... I've seen some really neat looking rocks. I think so. one's a game, like there was a stencil. It was a purple background with gold paint. And the, there were diamonds, a diamond pattern. It was too precisely painted to be done by hand. So I think they had a stencil. And I should have grabbed one of those rocks. I should have, but now I'm grabbing the rocks. Anytime I see a painted rock, I'm, well, not anytime. I'm going to save the best ones. This one is red and it says Carpe Diem in white writing. Very well done. It's got magnets on the back. I don't know, maybe it was meant to be found. So I'm going to collect these rocks. And I'm only going to collect the best ones. And then, when I'm on my deathbed, because of coronavirus, never mind I'd have diabetes or cancer, they'll still call it coronavirus. <clears throat> my heart could explode. Coronavirus, yep. Was it his cholesterol? It was coronavirus. All my grandnephews and nieces will fight over my wonderful rock collections. These are worth money. They're valuable. And that's what I should do. Get into painting rocks. Very pretty rocks. Very pretty paintings. But with lewd and crass <laughs> message. Give your husband a blowjob. <laughs> very well crafted picture of a penis <laughs> seeing how many people <laughs> that'll raise some eyebrows people coming in what are you doing I'm painting penises on rocks big erect penises on rocks I'm gonna leave them all for the public to consume possibly little children Claire you come with us please why where are we going we got a new you know your northern command yeah well we got a new we got a new command more hunker bunkery. More in a basement. One little window. Infrequent visitors. Okay. Maybe if I'm going to do the rock thing, I should approach it in a Simpsons type of humor where little kids would not get it, but adults would. So it'd be intended for adults, but also safe for children. Mommy, what's a blowjob? Whoo! Man! Even with the wind, this is miserable. Yeah, this is... It's just hot air blowing on me. I may have to cadence myself on this one. Holy shit. 
<clears throat> gotta get in training. Gotta get in shape. A couple people are showing up to Moab. The Percival Atham. Always reliable. He's gonna show up. We might even get Elkins. And Elkins, he, uh, he kicked my ass running. I thought I was in okay shape. <clears throat> I am not. That's the thing, man. Walking's not running. Lots of walking I did. Not enough running. If you didn't know this about Minnesota, it's flatter than your middle school girlfriend. Not a lot of elevation gain. Not a lot of inclination. So, I once I'm getting my ass kicked on this hill, but it's a, it's a challenge. It's ain't even the hard part. Whew. This is the average part. Wind is holding. Um, never. Recycle metal, boys and girls. Cappy's gonna give me a lesson. I will tell you a story brought to you by pushingrubberdownhill.com, the book, the blog, the podcast, the website for all. Gain homosexual bloggers and podcasters. Uh, Better Bachelor, Jack Napier. SafetyPhD.com Dr. David Perodin Silvio Canto Canto Talk 405media.com Masculine Geeks That's what I'm going to listen to when I'm done listening to myself <laughs> They may Them in DT at the BlackBrigade.org The day might come Those guys Will be Such professional podcasters they will uh, podcast while hiking to save extra time. They just learned about monetization. They burst their cherry on that. So, who knows? They, they might do this and go hike and podcast at the same time. Me and that other guy must be the only two idiots on this trail. This other guy, he... Got to the trailhead before me. And, uh, look at him, he's a bigger fella. Not fat, but built like a tank. I'm like, I'm gonna lap this guy. You know, these, these guys who can bench 300 pounds. Fine, they got the weight, but they ain't got the cardio. I'm gonna run circles around this guy. Puts on his backpack, he starts running up the hill. I'm like, and maybe not. Maybe, maybe I'll salute the superior man as he comes down. He didn't make it to the top. I'm not even halfway near he turned around. <clears throat> uh, Batch of Pad Economics, get that book. Curse of the High IQ. For those of you who Here's a reason you should buy Curse of the High IQ. Is 
if you're perpetually angry <laughs> and you don't know why things could be going great and you're still pissed off it's because you're surrounded by idiots and you don't know it but that takes a tremendous toll on you and so I recommend you get that book to make I would say it's key to happiness for you smart people dumb people won't even get it dumb people do the Dunning-Kruger effect I'm so smart this guy's an idiot he doesn't know nothing I actually looked up that on the Dunning-Kruger effect it's amazing just what a high percent of people think they're smarter than average. It's like damn well near 70%. It's like, uh, I don't know if you know how math works. 70% of you cannot be smarter than average. But hey, you know, people want to keep trying communism. Even though you got, well, where does the food come from? Can't even ask that simple question. Who's going to make the electricity? All those smart Venezuelans that knew so well. I think his name was Evo Morales. He was at one time president of Peru. And he was a native Peruvian, a, a South American Indian. And he wore his fucking hat in his funny getup. And yes, I'm mocking and ridiculing you. This is a country where. What was it? Not Inca. What is the name of their town up in the mountain? The idiot socialists and Indian activists would throw big rocks on the road that led to their villages to stop the capitalists and the evil profiteers driving their trucks. And it's like, you fucking morons. That's your food supply. Like, there's one pass. It's like Highway 2 in, um, out of Seattle. And they're making it impossible for them to get supplies. <laughs> so their guy gets elected. And he puts together a team. All of them. All of them social justice warriors. This is probably even 20 years ago. Maybe 15 years ago. Before social justice warriors were a thing. And uh, I don't know if you knew this or not. You don't even have to look it up. Peru is still a shithole. Their socialist revolution didn't do shit. Ecuador, they had a guy, Carrera, I think. He was a Marxist, but he was an economist from Harvard. He had a Harvard education. Guess what? Even with the Harvard education, Ecuador is still a shithole. <clears throat> you people keep on trying. You'll keep on trying. Howdy. That makes three people on the mountain. <laughs> she was not happy to see me. She was probably a communist. <sighs> so, with that higher percentage of people who are fucking morons, you should get the book. Oh, not to become only. Oh, here's the win. Woo! Much better. Oh, there's two more people ahead of me. So, recycling metal. <clears throat> I had to replace a heater for a pool. The pool guy 
who was going to replace it, uh, is also maybe not Peruvian, but of that general area of the world. And with it came the manana attitude. Once again, Latinos, I give different advice to different races because different races make different mistakes. All races have the same crippling level of causes of poverty, and that is having more children you could afford, and more recently, blowing gobs of money on stupid degrees. That's everybody. But then there's some, there's a cultural flair. There's diversity. Sometimes <clears throat> we, we get creative with our ways of how to keep ourselves piss poor. And, oh, well, for example, white people like to buy McMansions and play Keeping Up with the Joneses. Now, they, they're very tricky. They look rich, but they're not. They po. Black folk, they like grills and rims. Latinos, Atham assures me, They'll buy a big-ass truck and live in a shitty house. <laughs> the Latinos, their, their cultural flair is mañana. It's being tomorrow. It's being late. It's not being punctual. And this guy lived up true to his Latino roots. And he did not get rid of the old furnace. So, now Cappy has to spend more time disassembling. I'll figure out how do I get rid of it first. And I should have just said 1-800-JUNK-REMOVAL. Here's your $50. Take this thing away. And then some enterprising men will come take it, strip it down for all of its salvageable metals. And then make a couple bucks at the scrapyard. And good for them. No. Cappy was going to do this. He was going to save himself 50 bucks. <laughs> and I decided to start disassembling it. Which was therapeutic, I have to admit. It was therapeutic. I felt better when I ended than when I started. <clears throat> I disassembled it. Took it all apart. Didn't, really didn't have to bang on it. Except... They had caulked the top of the furnace to the burner unit. So that was... I had a bang away at that at the hammer. It came undone. And what was once... Gosh. Three feet by two and a half feet by five feet? All fit in to the small trunk of the Southern Command car. And it was good. And I was very proud. It was gone. Very tidy. I organized the metal. Copper goes here. Steel goes there. It was all very organized. I'm really moving up on these people. They're slow pokes. I'm going to sit and take a breather. I didn't pray. I'm about halfway there now. I'm halfway there. The car is over there. The 
peak is I'm a little bit closer than halfway. So, after two hours of work, oh, by the way, there was asbestos. Well, I thought it was asbestos in there, so I had to put on a mask and wash and shower again and clean up. And then, of course, the recycling plant is downtown Vegas, so I got to go north, a little bit west. And I get there, and what I witnessed was an example of not brilliant, I wouldn't say low IQ, but normie management. There are no signs where to go. There's no order or anything logical or instruction. I'd say it was pretty much chaos, maybe not chaotic, but, but there was no organization, no logic at all. And so I, I, I look, I see a sign that says, pull up next to the scale. So I see there's a scale that you drive your car on. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not selling my car, but it was the only problem. I'm like, okay, I'll drive on the scale. So I get on the scale, park my car. And of course, a Latino lady comes, no, 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 you can't park there. You can't park there. I'm like, well, where should I park? Because there ain't no fucking sign. I did not say that because I have learned not to get angry. I've learned to not let it bother me. And it became more of an entertainment and a game. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to, observe this economic phenomenon of how simple things like signs we're talking you just have to get some duct tape some clear duct tape some paper <clears throat> you just have to laminate it so the occasional rain in vegas doesn't wash it away and all you have to do is say park here go here and and, and instruct you know so I say, okay, where'd I go? Oh, we go around to the south side of the of the building by the warehouse. I'm like, okay, so I drive to the south side of the building. I don't see a warehouse. I see garages. I see a bunch of people with buckets, and I can't tell if they're taking scrap metal or donating it. And I I was <laughs> you don't want to be scrapping for metal. If you are scrapping for metal, you you have lost it life. Unless you're doing it for fun. That I can understand. But these people, they they did not get out of poverty. They did not save their pennies and dimes. And they're, they're scrapping their, their, um, their metal. So we go back. Me and this other guy who, uh, yes, he was Asian. And, and yes, he looked like a doctor. <laughs> he, he just had that doctor air about him. We were confused. Like, what? okay, like, okay, it's not just me then. We go back to the same lady. Where's the warehouse? Oh, it's it's where all the garbage and, and, and the this and that is. Like, oh, okay. So we go there. Then we got to wait. There's a guy. They're, they're taking metal and putting them in different... So they're the sorters, I figure out. Okay. I, I see. Look, all I got... I don't have a truck full of scrap. You know, I'm not bringing in a jalopy. I just got... I got like maybe, you know, 60 pounds of metal. Where, where do I... He's like, oh, well, you grab a cart over there, and you sort it out, and then you bring the cart back here. I'm like, oh, thank you. Now, I do not, this guy's name was Jose, great guy. I, I actually kind of admired him and his sorting ability because he could identify whatever metal I watched. He had a magnet to tell if there was iron or steel. He had a pincher so he could pinch it and I think see if it was aluminum or brass. Like, he, he had 
tools. He could, I, he'd bend it. He could just hit it on the side, take a look at it. He knew it, like maybe the sound or something. So he had a skill. He was very professional. But then I'm thinking like, how many times does Jose have to explain to some newbie like me who doesn't make his living, you know, on, on scrap metal uh, and picking up cans on the sidewalk, how much does that detract from him? He, that's going to annoy the liver living piss out of this guy. So I say, okay. So I go, I grab, a, I move the car, I find a, a bucket or a, a vat, a, whatever, a big cart. I start, put, I organize all my different metals. I already had them organized. I place them in, you know, you know, their own respective pile. I push it in there and he's like, oh no, I mean, you have to have a cart for each type of metal. I'm like, are you fucking joking me? <laughs> I'm thinking like I, I gotta have at least three and a half hours into this by the time I'm gonna get back, minus gas money. I'm like, am, is this even gonna be making gas? Like, what am I gonna get five bucks? So now, to Jose's credit, he had another technique because this must happen before with people. He 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 told me put it in a cart, a cart, and bring the cart back to me. I'm like, okay, I did that. He oh no, you gotta put them in separate carts. Well, Jose, if you're listening, which I I don't know if you are, uh. Atham, Juan, uh, and Juan Navarro, get get this guy up. Um, he would identify the correct, like, this is all aluminum. Then he'd take it off the scale, and he'd look at the scale, and then he'd know how much aluminum it was. Then he'd throw it on the aluminum pile. Then he'd look at the, the and he'd, he'd, he'd take out what he thought was all the steel. And he'd look at that, and he'd write down how much. So he, he just kept removing the, the type of uh, metal so he could reverse engineer the weight of each respective metal. I'm like, damn, this guy, he's got he he's got technique. He knows what he's doing. So just because it's blue collar don't mean there isn't some craft involved. And I felt bad. I'm like, oh, I'm I'm taking away from Jose's day here. You know, I'm I'm the I'm the noob. I'm the idiot who who doesn't know how this works. So he gives me he says, Okay, we gotta take your picture. Now we need your fingerprints. I'm like, what in the honest God's name of fuck do you need my fingerprints for? And it turns out it's according to law because people will steal cars and sell them for scrap. And so you have to be identified to sell scrap. I'm like, all right, okay. I guess I, I got it. I got it. So then he gives me a receipt. I say, he says, take this to the cashier. I said, okay, I'll go to the cashier. So I go to the cashier. She gives me some other guy's paperwork. I say, this isn't me. She gives me my paperwork. And then she gives me more paperwork. I look at it. She says, okay, now go to the ATM. I'm like, where? Behind the building. (laughs) Why didn't Jose just give me the piece of paper that said, go to the ATM? Why is there this extra step? And so sure as shit... I uh, get my money. The ATM worked brilliantly, by the way. And after three and a half hours of work and five dollars of gas, <clears throat> Cappy made twenty-eight dollars and seventy cents. And so, if Cappy had just an asshole consulting for three hours, heck, I got an email. Hundred-dollar email came in. Lengthy email. It would take me a while to answer it, but writing a 30-minute email and sending it and the consequential questions 
one one thousandth the calorie of energy. Disassembling that heater, hauling it there, playing musical chairs. Just to get $28.70. <clears throat> All right. Uh, that's it, guys, for the Clary Podcast. Sorry, it's shorter. But I got to focus on the hiking. I'm not getting any wind. But I am getting closer to this. And I do need to take a break. I'm a, I got to pace myself. I was banking on the wind that is not here. I think it's only to be once I hit the spine out of the valley when I get some wind. Anyway, questions, go ahead and hit me up at assholeconsulting.com. We'll see you guys later. Toodles.